Good evening, Joe. It's been a week and I haven't really spoken to you this week. So I've really, I'm really curious to say, uh, to think how you're going to bore my tits off today. <laughs> Mate, you know, this is the highlight of your week. There's no, you don't have to uh, be in denial about it. <laughs> All right, let's start off, mate. How was the week? Any highs and lows? I've got some lows, mate. I've got some lows, and I took your uh, advice and wrote some of them down. Did you? First, well, yeah. First on. of all, well, you know, you had your you used to have your little stories about the kids. The kids, didn't you? Were swimming. I've got did, my yeah. little stories about the neighbours. Um, <laughs> and I did have one neighbour, didn't I? You know who I said about who kept moaning, got the gazebo up, didn't I? And everything. Well, mm-hmm. now the other neighbours started moaning and everything. And, do you uh, think they te- do you think they team up? They do team up. They go around each other's houses. Like I've heard them. It's like a mother's meeting, mate, next door. They're uh, both a similar age. They're both friends with each other. And uh, I had a, uh, me and a friend were swimming in there, uh, and I was just talking to him, and she shouted over the over the fence, "Joe!" I thought, "Oh God, what's this all about now?" And she <laughs> said, "This is ridiculous. You're swimming at nearly six p.m. on a Friday night. This is." too loud like i'm thinking friday night nearly six o'clock i mean come on like bearing in mind as a city center house do you know what i mean like what would they god forbid you'd have some friends around for a barbecue or something do you know what i mean like honestly mate there's there's always something about that pool if if you had to compare your splashing noise versus a 20 people barbecue what do you think would be louder probably my splashing noise (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> probably my swimming but, but no i don't know but definitely a barbecue but what 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 did you say something like oh i'm so sorry stupid me you should get up at early in the morning and get it done but i'm a lazy triathlete i kind of just shrugged my shoulders and uh said uh, uh like and then i don't know we just carried on i kind of didn't really say much to be honest uh, we, me and pete like the guy that was there kind of just laughed towards each other and were like like you know awkward like oh what do we do like i don't know let's just carry on <laughs> And she got in a mood and walked indoors. Damn, yeah, I I don't think that not chatting to her is going to improve the relationship with the neighbors anyway. But what's uh, mate, your game it's too plan? late. It's too late. They've they've come, we've lost it. We've burnt our bridges, mate, with them. All right. And um, do you yeah. think there's any chance in the future that they're going to stop you from swimming? Oh no, they can't do that. Um, but the uh, the partner of the one who was all right with us, so the most recent one, he's actually all right. Um, and um yeah he's uh he actually plays in a bit of a band he's an old boy i don't know he must be like nearly 80 something like that and uh he said he'd get us some tickets to watch him play and i said we could invite jane and tony who were the next door neighbors the ones that come the ones that really kick off i mean these two hate us like i remember when we were doing our kitchen and i was knocking bits of uh plaster off the wall you know uh, or like the old tiles off the wall in the kitchen so we could like put the new ones up they started hitting back at the wall mate honestly <laughs> Really? <laughs> like, yeah, they started hitting it. And I said, Laura, because me and Laura were in there. I said, I think they're hitting the wall back. And they were. They were like, boom, boom, boom. You know, like to say, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like that, in the middle of the day, honestly. Like, there's a, uh, yeah, crazy. Highly she'd sensitive. Send, yeah, she'd send you messages. This is bonkers noisy. Bonkers noisy. <laughs> That's what she said. Bonkers noisy. <laughs> what? And any other like, lows then this week? Um, yeah, well, I wouldn't really say it's a massive low, but I was out on a bike ride the other day and it was all right when we left. And then it absolutely bucketed it down and ended up having to ride like the last hour and a half, two hours in piss and rain um, when it had been sunny all week, which isn't really a massive low. It's pretty much expected, isn't it, Tom, in Holland and uh, England that you're going to get it wet is. on a bike ride? Don't you really look at the weather apps then? Like, Yeah, thinking... but if you've got to go out, if you've got to go out, you've got to go out. I'm not going to ride on on 
turbo for three hours, am I? Do you know what I mean? You just, but it's still what, shit when it happens. What was this last Friday? Yeah. Yeah, it was. I did look at the weather app and I saw that it was going to rain at like lunchtime. And that was about I'm, when it was. Yeah. It caked it down on me. I know because Joe and I live fairly close to each other. There's only like a long swim in between. But I was thinking, because I'm a proper athlete, Joe, I, I just plan my shit. I looked at the schedule. I was thinking, rain at 12 a.m.? I'll just get up at 6 a.m. That's what I do to go that out. That was a one-off. You probably <laughs> forgot to go to sleep or something. <laughs> no, I, I was actually That was in, that in, day, actually. It was that day. I know, that was I know. It was. Cause that was. Because I was in the cafe, wasn't I? And I sent you back a reply, didn't I? I know. So basically, uh, a week back, this is, by the way, my low of the week, um, a week back, I was in Flandern with a couple of older boys and uh, from The Hague. They've all got a full-time job. And I was thinking, uh, I was saying to them, it's actually a shame that you all have got a job right now because uh, I've got no one to ride with throughout the week and they're all pretty decent cyclists. Uh, I think maybe we should start a breakfast club every every Friday morning, just 7 a.m. or 6 a.m. We'll go out for a ride, one and a half, two hours, and uh, we'll ramp it up a little bit, a little bit of a chain gang. And then afterwards, I'll just go go out for another hour, one and a half. I'm so betting that in about three <clears throat> weeks' time, that that breakfast club is going to be minus Tom Oosterdeck. Like, <laughs> it's going to last two weeks. It's, it's going to be lunch club. Yeah. <laughs> but I was going out for a ride. Uh, I woke up at 6 a.m., had brekkie, coffee, went out. I was on the bike at 6.45 a.m., had a really nice ride. Easy out, tempo back, massive numbers, big watts, big watts. And then about two hours in did you actually hit big watts for me it was my first session well in flandering we did like view two max up the hills up every climb yeah but on this breakfast um, ride this is what we want to hear about you can't this, change yeah, yeah, another I'm, one I'm, you- no 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 I'm, I'm luring everyone into the story joe uh so it's my so the first week back cycling was last week where i did 450ks everything easy except for the two days in flandering where the first day we just did hard up every climb and then the second week this week i was actually last week then um i wanted to bring some intensity back into it so during the breakfast club ride i thought about doing something like two by 15 minutes steady heart and i wanted to try and see if i could ride at 320 watts but i felt pretty good so i pushed it a bit harder and ended up because it's all it's a bit undulating it's not really hills but it's just like undulating through the dunes and i ended up doing 355 for two by um 15 minutes so i was kind of stoked with that but after that, I recovered and I was standing still saying goodbye to the boys. And then my body had time to process what happened that morning, you know, doing efforts, six, 7 a.m. My body was like, what the hell is going on, mate? So I heard my stomach go. And I was thinking, do I need to go to the toilet? Do I need to poo? And I was thinking, nah, you just need to get back on the saddle. So I got back into it and I was in the middle of the woods. So I was all right to go there, but I was thinking, nah, it's just... It's just a little bit of noisy in the in the tummy. What are you going to say? <laughs> I was going to say, you t- was that the ride when you told me you did it on the promenade? <laughs> so, no, it was not on the promenade. Like a dog or something. <laughs> no, no, no. So I went back into like, um, well, through the forest. And then I went to like a big open stretch in the dunes. And all of a sudden, my body decided to almost let it go. I had to stop on a TT bike and literally run for my life get the jacket off and uh, drop it into the dunes mate i had to drop it into the dunes this is the second time ever in my life they had to go into dunes on the bike it's on the rare bike. isn't it on the bike I've, i don't think it's i've ever very, had it like that very 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 rare and i think it shows you that my body is protesting 
is protesting. Is thinking, what are you doing so early in the morning? Were, were you on the TT bike as well? I was on the TT bike, oh, yeah. Oh, grim at seven o'clock in the morning. Oh, but I actually right. liked it because it was sunny. I came back home. I did a 100K ride. And then afterwards, it started to rain. And then I saw you cycling in the rain. I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a drowned rat, mate, when I got back. It was horrible. Another, um, not a low, mate. Little update on the microphone. Um, we we both got new microphones, but I was thinking, what did you do with your old one? Did you send it back? Still got it. No, I've still got it. I should send it back. Same um, quid, that is. Well, uh, let me send you a little update. They've sent my mic back. So I went over to the pickup store and I said, what was wrong with it? Why did I have the, this creaky robot noise again? They said, well, we checked the mic. There's nothing wrong with the mic. It might be the software on your computer. Really? <laughs> so it's I've your not... computer. So it's yours, not my. Com- not my... so mine might be fine then because I haven't actually tried it on this computer. <laughs> yeah, yours oh, might be fine. I end up spending my... hundred and fifty quid on this one as well. So two hundred and fifty <laughs> quid on bloody mics. Do you think there's a loan out of yours as well? I'm gonna go do a mic drop with that other one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I went back into uh, back to the gym, mate. Back into uh, the swing of things. Cycling is going well. But just uh, just came back from the gym, and I, I ended up in some sort of female powerlifting class. I'm not sure what the hell there was going on, but there were all the females were bending metals, and I was there because it was the second time in the gym with this small barbell with 10 kilos on every side, and they were doing something like 150 kgs on every side. I know what <laughs> you mean, mate. Crazy. I've seen some of the girls that go to the gym, and they're ferocious, aren't they? And they're like, you see the weights that you're lifting, you're like, holy shit, she does not look like she could lift that. Like, but yeah, yeah, absolutely, but- horses like horse legs. <laughs> <laughs> i know so i've got uh i don't know if you'd call it a low or what you'd call it but like my mum and dad have been uh looking after my dog one of my dogs did i tell did i tell you why like they've been no. looking after it so basically did i tell you about one of our dogs chasing after the postie no so one of my dogs like um i had an actual sponsor as well like they were coming like the first time they chatted to me they came up to norwich to get some pictures and stuff it was uh bloody velo forte and um opened the dog to let the guy in postly had just been i didn't realize i let i opened the front door my dog bolted out chased the postman because it knew it had just been and bloody bit their leg didn't it like it wasn't, really yeah it wasn't really bad but it, like, it still did it like oh my god like i can't believe he did that like he's not normally aggressive or anything but he did that and then uh we got him back and got like obviously like we tried to but the thing is he gets scared so when he gets scared, he tries to defend himself. But the other, he uses the other one as backup. And my dad was like, "Oh well, the best thing that you can try and do is to separate him for a little while, so he gets a bit of confidence because he's having to be his own man and doesn't need his auntie to back him up." So my mum and dad have been mm-hmm. looking after the other dog. Which one of the two is it, Ted or Maisie? It was Ted, but Maisie's been getting looked after my mum and dad. So we've got Ted, but Ted's the wimp. Um, he needs his auntie to like to to back him up. Um, but anyway, I've been do- I was doing a bit of running with both of them. Like Maisie would only do smaller amounts because she's had a like dodgy back. But mum and dad have been looking after the dogs for about a month. Then I saw Maisie for the first time two days ago, and oh my god! Like my mum and dad have fattened her up so much. She's bloody huge, mate. It's like what have you <laughs> really? done to my dog? Yeah, dogs like gained like four kilos. It was only like eight kilos. Now it's twelve <laughs> kilos. Looks like a bloody pit bull now, mate. Like, <laughs> so, so you can't take her on a run anymore. Can't, you couldn't take her on a run, mate. I think she struggled to run up the stairs. She's huge, absolutely <laughs> huge. Like <laughs> that would fit that, perfect into this uh, subject of the week, where we're going to talk later on about body composition and 
losing weight, gaining weight, whatever, just in general. They say don't judge but, a book by a story, don't they? But my God, you could definitely judge her. She ain't going to run 10 kilometers around the UEA. <laughs> so before we head on to the main subject, I've got a little high. I've put some cyclists up in the K hole last Sunday during a cycling race, mate. Oh, LT3. Did you shout that? LT3. I forgot to shout LT3, to be honest. But um, yeah, I I, uh, I decided to sign up for a cycling race, get a little bit of intensity in, and I absolutely loved it. Like, uh, really, it was a brilliant race. I tried to get away, like, couple of times but never because uh, it was just a uh, was a loop wasn't it so it wasn't but you didn't quite... sprint did you at the end no that was because um so the tactics were in the end because i couldn't get away from the peloton i was uh, every time i got away i had like four or five guys with me and then i was saying like quickly do a couple of turns because if everyone starts right 50 k's an hour just do turns off the front you get away from the uh, from the main peloton won't you but yeah. then they're taking over at like 42 k's an hour and mate we're gonna get it. so every time they caught us up so then what i did i sat up on the front of the peloton there were three guys in front of me and i just slowed down in pace to 34 k's an hour and no one so the guys up front them three would get slowly get away because they were still riding for 42 k's an hour and i was massively dropping or uh, slowing the whole peloton down until the guys up front were something like 200 meters ahead 300 meters ahead maybe even more then I decided to absolutely flip a moderate to them. We're about 50 minutes into the race, uh, 58 minutes, by the way. Uh, I managed to bridge up. No one uh, else managed to bridge up. And then I came out into that group. I said, all right, now uh, let's, let's just ride, ride. Um, but they were all a bit too, uh, too fucked. So I just did long, hard turns and they did shorter turns. Could you not have get- dropped them? Do you think I, you could have now? You could have like put in I, a little dig, couldn't you? Yeah, exactly. Thinking back, because we weren't into into the last lap, and then they were doing this. I don't want to ride anymore. I was yeah, like, no one's going to ride. What exactly. gap did you have on the bunch behind? Uh, loads by then, like thirty oh, seconds. Man, you could have dropped them. Or I something. know. So I, it was just due to bad tactics. Because um, in the end, we were like, I was left with two others. And I was thinking, I'm not going to write 30Ks an hour the last red lap. I just want to get this done. So I motivated. You know what they're going to be saying, they- though, on their podcast? Oh, you wouldn't believe it. We're riding with a triathlete and he didn't even he, and he didn't even care about it. it was the last lap. He just sat on the front at 45 Ks an hour and let us out. <laughs> Dude, I was just I didn't even have a timing chip. I've got Eliza, but I don't have a timing chip, so I don't even get into the results anyway. So I was like, I don't care. Like I just want to get this done, get a nice decent session in. And I uh, I even said to the guy, um, hey mate, I can sp- I can like lead you out to the win. I don't care. You said that. <laughs> Yeah, you could have I sat can. in, done a sprint, and nade that mate with seven hundred and fifty no, watts. Boom! Like, nade. I'm, I'm gonna do another one tomorrow evening. You taught me how to do a little brick session or something, like. Oh, mate! Fuck yeah. the brick session if you win the race. Really? <laughs> well, if you win it, if you win it, you got to do a. You got. Oh, we got to hit more than seven hundred and fifty watts, mate. One horsepower, mate. One horsepower. That. And then the brick after. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Joe. Challenge Gerard's Bergen. That's what we're going for, boys the moment there's not a massive field in it so don't get any funny ideas and start entering because me and tom are looking to uh light it up aren't we <laughs> well you are definitely because you entered the race i'm not sure yet you told me today that i should enter it but, i told um, you like a couple of days ago to enter it and you've been like wondering haven't you Owen and Aaron, and have i got the form will my legs hold up 350k pace is hard second- at the moment 
second week back into training. It's my second week wh- back, mate. It's my second Shut week back. Shut up. When I was fucking around in St. George and all that, having heart attacks in the pool. No, and, because and- I was in bed, mate, ill. Can you remember? <laughs> I was. I had that gastroenteritis. That, screwed, that bedridden. I was bedridden after that, mate. I was worse after that than I was with COVID. That ended me. And it really little, screwed me. Have a little look at my Strava. It's yeah. absolutely messed up. You, I remember to laying in bed, ill, and you kept saying to me, have you seen the video yet? Have you seen the video yet? And I was like, no, I'm dying in bed, like by myself. Like I haven't even had it. I haven't even mustered the energy to have a sip of water yet. Um, I remember that. But yeah, that was Dude, grim. I'll have a little look. I might enter the race. I might not. Um, can, can you, by the way, I had a little, um, a company sent me uh Performance beer, that's what they call it. Performance beer, Joe. Uh, is that meant- a bullshit buster, though, or is it actually all right? I don't know. So the thing is, it's non-alcoholic. And normally I'd say non-alcoholic is shite. I'm not going to name anything because it's not it's non-sponsored. But this is the paradox. So normally you'd have either tap water or an alcohol-free beer. To me, it's the same, sh- same thing. But this one, it's got protein in it. Yeah, I was thinking about that. And the concept of it sounds all right. But would you be better off just necking a protein shake and then having a proper beer? I think that would be the best, obviously. Like, would that taste better? Like the protein shake is going to taste like proper protein. The beer is going to taste like proper beer. What does the protein beer taste like? Does that just taste like a bad protein shake? Well, I'm, I'm, literally, I'm literally zipping it right now. It's actually quite all right. That was it's, it, was it? That was it. You were drinking it just then, was it? Yeah, this is it. It's actually it's quite all right. I would I would I would describe it as a um, as a beer you would drink at a festival. You know, is what when you're like when you're in the K. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when you don't know what's going on, whether or not you've slept, you can't remember the last time you had a shower. A protein beer tastes all right. You know, exactly like that. And the good thing is, like in the meanwhile, while you're feeling absolutely K hold, you're recovering because you're drinking it. Yeah. Um, but we'll anyway, Joe, for another night. <laughs> I was thinking the uh, the races of last weekend. We had Aix-en-Provence, we had Marbella, we had Ironman Lanzarote, we had Oceanside, and we had Challenge the Championship. Can we discuss all them basically in thirty seconds? You reckon? Well, a friend of the show won Challenge Marbella. Nikki Bartlett, first win in three years. I saw that posted up, and I'll tell you who's looking deadly. Who I saw won uh, that Aix-en-Provence one. That Clement Mignon. Have you come across him? Like I only came across him like end of last year, but he's been winning or up there in like literally nearly every 70.3. Run 70 minutes off the bike, whereas everyone else was running 74, 75. He's, he's looking deadly, mate. Apparently um, someone told me that he was uh, going to be a pro cyclist. He got offered a deal to be a pro cyclist. I don't know how true that is, but he can, his run Who, Who's that you awesome. said? Clement Mignon. Like oh, Clement I think he was like Mignon. second in yeah. challenge Gran Canaria as well this year. Won the Axon hmm. Provence. All right. I think, uh, yeah, Sam Laidlaw mentioned him as well, saying that he's a quick runner. Numbers yeah. don't lie, mate. Numbers don't lie. Now, it's, it's been a massive weekend of racing. Um, Gustav Eden, after St. George, uh, managed to pull off a win in, in Samarain. I, I, um, there's just so many stuff. I mean, I think if you want to go in-depth about all this, uh, probably Pro Trineers is going to do an in-depth post race review uh, about all that but um Joe- and a good tip a top tip from us at, about that is if you want to listen to the race results and you want to get an insight in like proper in-depth review listen to pro try news mark matthews will t- talk to you about it 
And also, if you listen to it at nighttime, just before you go to sleep, you get an even bigger bonus of you get to hear all the results and he'll put you to sleep. So it's a win-win. You'll sleep well <laughs> and you'll probably hear about all the drivers. Is that results. from your experience? Mate, he'll put you to sleep. Trust me, you know, like uh, that that lad can talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, honestly, um, yeah, um, because um, we wanted to talk about losing weight. I'm looking uh, not just losing weight, body composition, and also um, um, this stuff in in general. And I think that's going to take up quite some time. Um, You've got experience on this. You've got experience. I've got a shitload of experience. And before we go into this, Joe, I quickly want to say – this is all, we, we're just going to chat from our own experience and stuff, what we've learned and, and like what works for us. If you're thinking about losing weight or any of that, uh, you should always advise a nutritionist or, or something else because Joe and I are just two boys down the cafe with a beer talking stuff of their own experience, aren't we, Joe? Yeah, and we've never actually both made it to race weight yet. <laughs> well first of all joe oh and um as uh as this one is this is quite a a massive to- topic that we've been uh, that people have talked about christian blumenfeld people call him uh that he's got a strange body like how can he run so quick with that body is losing weight is it all a myth uh and he asked us a question and he said joe can i get three tips to get lean in two weeks for sub seven without losing fitness well, he's asked. He's come to the right place, isn't he? I mean, the mozzarella got lean, didn't he? Like mega quick, didn't you? From a huge state. Maybe he's seen uh, your crit results and uh, bridging across the lead group, and he's thinking maybe he could have done with you as one of the paces for the sub seven. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm surprised but, that glucose monitor doesn't have a setting for that. You know, what, like like, like for lean. weight loss. Like well, yeah, every we'll time, have, like any yeah, spike. It will just yeah, say like how to get lean. You just like put a setting on. If your sugar goes over a certain amount, it just tells you to stop eating. Um, you'll soon uh, lose the weight then, wouldn't you? Basically, um, yeah. Joe, um, let's talk about body composition first because uh, I think Christian Blumenfeld is a perfect example. Well, cause... one of the things that I've heard with Christian is a lot of people say that he's he's quite big and he's like, you know, and all that. Do you think that because he might be a little bit bigger, it just allows him to train harder and recover better because he's not in a depleted state? Because obviously you see some of these people mega depleted. They look real lean as, but they're always injured, aren't they? Or on the Mm -hmm. verges of overtraining, they have like a lot of bad races. Whereas you look at Christian, how often does he have a bad race? Like not very often. And also um, he's not, it's not like he's fat. It's just, um, He's got like a massive chest, like massive lungs, hasn't he? Whereas his his body just looks different. And looking at, for example, you've got body types like Jan Fredino. I think you've got body types where that are a little bit more muscular. Uh, and you've got body types that are a little bit like in between. Um, but it's not like he's fat, is he? No, nah, because when you see him, like with his top off, he's still toned. I wonder if when you see him on the bike and the run, the reason he looks bigger is because he's breathing in so much air because you know when you see cyclists that ride mm-hmm. in like on tv it looks like they've got a fat tummy doesn't it a bit sometimes but i think exactly. it's just because you're breathing in a lot of oxygen uh in your stomach and it fills and- it up with air and then it looks like it gives this illusion like you've got a bit of a tummy but you haven't it's just a lot of oxygen that you breathe he- in 
he's even posted up a picture on the 37th of April where uh, he's like uh, in in shorts pretending uh, Baywatch. And that's he's the not... one what I saw. Yeah, and he's exactly. still toned, isn't he? He's still like, exactly. He's still pretty rich. So I've got the exact same thing, Joe. I can if I go to the gym and I would do. Or if I do a long swim and I get up the water, I look absolutely ripped. I can look absolutely yeah. ripped. Well, you've seen me, Joe. You've seen me. Well, <laughs> I can, my eyes, you, mate. You're so you white. Can, like, I can't, it's can, like the sun. You can see it on some pictures on Instagram. But right now, if I'm sitting on a chair. Oh, you maybe, can't direct um, people to your Instagram because you always change the filter settings and like put the saturation up. So you look way more toned than what you actually are. I've seen you. You I'm, take a I'm picture, not, but you spend 20 minutes editing dude, it. This is, we're not talking about skin color right now. We're talking about body weight, but right now, for example, I can literally grab my belly and I've always got a, a, uh, like a part of body fat. And someone asked me a question today and he said, how do I get rid of lower body fat? Now it's pretty clear that there's no such thing as burning local body fat with, for example, doing push-ups or, or apps or stuff like that. There's no such thing that doesn't exist. I remember when we were in New Zealand uh when we were going in can you remember when we had to like do something about the race and we had to weigh ourselves didn't we before can you remember yeah and i got on the scales first didn't i and they <laughs> said like 83 kilos and this is about two days before the race wasn't it i thought fuck they must be over and i can't be 83 <laughs> you kilos said, you said did you calibrate it did you calibrate <laughs> did i say that did i say you that said, you did said I? I don't you said i think the scale is off i think it's yeah, off i definitely thought I it was off and then you and stood I on stood it and it was scale. lighter than what you thought and i thought oh fuck i'm 83 kilos i was like 10 kilos heavier than you weren't i how much were yeah. you were you 71 or 74 uh, 70 73 i think 72 72 so i was about 12, 11 kilos heavier and i thought oh my god how am i going to get around an ironman marathon if i'm 83 kilos <laughs> but it worked out all right in the end but i couldn't believe it at the time now joe let's let's get practical about this subject how <laughs> how, how are you busy with weight like, do you look at it, the scale? Do you think like, oh, I need to uh, uh, put on a diet. I need to lose weight or oof. What, well, yeah, when... I think you definitely think that because if you get big, obviously it's no lie, is it, that you can't, like, if you are smaller, you could do run and you do ride a lot faster, don't you, specifically running. But I wouldn't say I obsess about it. Like, for me, I know, like, from experience, that if I just eat a well-balanced, healthy diet, try and miss, like, eating a lot of cakes and stuff like that, like if I don't eat cakes at the cafe, you know, and just do that for like three or four weeks and I'm training normally, then I'll definitely get really fit, you know, and lose that extra bit of fat. But I wouldn't say I obsess about it. Like I don't weigh myself daily. In fact, our scales have not had batteries for like ages, um, for months, but I can, you can tell when you look at yourself in the mirror, if you look all right. And, uh, normally Laura will say to me, Oh, you look a bit fat <laughs> or something like that. Have you got a race weight versus normal weight where you're thinking this well, is race weight or I need to get down to this or. Yeah. When I've weighed myself in the gym and before, if I'm like 77 kilos, well, I say that, but then 77 kilos is what I thought before, but I don't know if my scales are right or if they're wrong or not, because 77 kilos or 78 kilos is normally pretty good for me. But then when I was in New Zealand, I weighed myself, I said I was 83. <laughs> so, so, uh, I don't know. Like, I didn't look like I was 83 kilos. I didn't think in New Zealand, but who knows? But like, because as a triathlete, you train multiple times a day. And if you put on some weight and you want to lose some weight, but you don't want to feel weak during, for example, long rides and all that, what is your to go trick to lose a, bit, lose a little bit of weight? And saying this, um, losing weight is never smart to do it in a short amount of time. You always want to do it over a long period of time. Yeah, I mean, I would say you definitely want to, if you're doing a long ride, don't deplete yourself. 
uh, on the ride or before because you'll just come back home and you'll just eat a load of crap because you'll have massive cravings or you'll just massively affect your recovery and stuff like that. So I'd say eat a normal breakfast, have some carbs on the bike, depend on the intensity, it would depend on how much you want. If it's just a steady pace, you probably might only need like, for me, if it's just a steady pace, I always think about having like one bar or one gel per an hour, you know, it's roughly 30 grams of carbs an hour, something like that. Obviously, if it's got like some hard intervals, I'd probably have more because I'd have some energy drink as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when you get back, ideally have something like a protein shake or something like that, because that gets some protein and carbs into you straight away and stops you craving. And then when you have like your proper meal, have something healthy and well-balanced. Don't snack on a load of cakes, chocolate. And if you do that, I think you're pretty much there. There's no secrets. There's no miracles. You don't need to overcomplicate it by doing anything silly. You literally just need to eat a well-balanced, healthy diet. Make sure you feel your session well. There's so many stuff out there, isn't it? Like keto diet, intermittent fasting, uh, name everything. And one thing that I found was when I was not, it was with the, if you reduce certain things, it's a bit different to like losing fat and stuff. But when I've always bit struggled with low iron levels, I didn't know what it was like. And when I went to altitude sometime, felt terrible. And I was even taking the iron supplements, ferritin, everything like that. Felt crap. And uh, I didn't know mm-hmm. what it was. I'd done like tried loads of different things. And then one of the doctors where Laura works said, oh, it could be you can get low, low protein can cause, you know, low iron and make you feel tired and stuff. So I up my protein take by just taking like protein bars, more um, like shakes, like because I'd never really took them before. Like I didn't take them that much and it made a massive difference. And that helped, I think, helped my recovery a lot more last year, enabled me to train harder and I got more leaner because I think, when you're training five to six hours a day sometimes or even like three to four still Mm -hmm. a lot you don't realize how much protein you need to have and also when you're out training and especially if you're traveling to places like that to do it you know like traveling to the pool traveling to the track for running you you can miss a lot of windows for eating protein and obviously you need to eat a lot more than a normal person and it can really affect your recovery and deplete you especially it's another one is electrolytes and i mean i know it's a bit different as well but like there's so many different things i think that you um that you need to get on top of for um <clears throat> for me this is actually right now a pretty uh, hot topic joe because had covid five weeks almost no training i kept eating what i ate well maybe a little bit less but still i've put on like four kilos uh, got back into training last week and i was thinking oof i might do i'm knees which is a hilly course and if you're doing a quite hilly course uh losing some weight could be helpful wouldn't it yeah, but mate, um, your uh, four kilos over is like my best case scenario race weight. The tip I once got from Lawrence Tendam was, um, so basically this is what he would do in his preparation. And for he the, was a racing snake, wasn't he? Top 10, the Tour de France. Exactly. Been, and this would only work for triathletes on days where we would train once a day. Uh, and I think for- Before for, you go into it, am I going to like it? Could you see me t- adopting this strategy? Like, I need to lose a few kilos. Could I adopt it? Um, it I like depends. my food. I like cakes and I like chocolate. I don't like, uh, uh, I don't like hard work. Then it's got to be hard. Then it's got to be hard. Well, harder, harder, harder. Because on the day that you would have one session, so this could be just on so for like me, today for, for me. Today. For, exactly. For a, for a Monday. For you for a Monday or for me for a Monday. Uh, basically, what you would do is uh, for breakfast, you would have something carb rich. So, for example, oatmeal with uh, dates, banana, whatever. 
then you would do the session, what could be a long ride or a short ride. If you do the long ride, you would use just limited amount of carbs, something what you said, 40, 40 grams an hour instead of maybe 70, 80. And then afterwards, small amount of carbs, lots of protein, and then, for example, like a massive salad. And then in the evening, small amount of carbs and then a massive salad. And for example, the next day, obviously you don't want a mega tough day, like like a six hour ride, whatever it's because you're going to feel a bit glycogen depleted. But um, if you then start the day again with a lot of carbs, you can build it back into it. But you have one day a week where you're like calorie deficit. And if you do that for a couple of weeks, he said, you're going to lose weight every week a little bit. Um, but then that, that day, he just... Um, Obviously, if you're going to eat a lot of cakes and all that. So, for example, today I had a little cake. I, I don't mind. Yes, after that crate race, mate, I bonked so hard. I was I was racing naked. I had no glucose monitor. So I did 40K ride out to it, a 60K race, then 40Ks back, back halfway. I bonked so hard I had to stop at McDonald's. I stopped at McDonald's. You stopped at McDonald's? On the middle of a bike ride. That's American I, style. That's Sam Long style. That is. You're I know, really getting there was no def- Mate, I was sweating like a pig, going 25Ks an hour, dizzy and all that. I was thinking, I need to get something in. And I saw a restaurant, the Golden Rainbow. And I was thinking, Ronald, get here, you're all pal. So um, I don't think what a big problem is with a lot of age groupers is they overcomplicate things and they're also too hard on themselves thinking they need to diet too hard whereas i think if you would just keep training just consistent training watch a little bit what you're eating for example not cokes every day uh, cakes every day and all that that you're slowly starting to lose weight what about a keto cop mate i have no clue about keto i'm not keen about any diet i don't think dieting is that you can't that you can sustain it for so, for such a long time a massive low for me last year was when I got outrun by a keto athlete. Oh, like still puts a shiver up my spine. That does really did it. Said, oh, God, <laughs> I yeah, mean, if, if, if people makes me sick, it, mate, if people are a fan of diets, they, uh, they, uh, could do it, but I think it's just really hard to maintain, isn't it? Or go vegan. You never see a fat vegan. That's true. true. Can, do you actually know if, uh, can you actually think if you think, Give yourself uh, a minute and just think, do you actually know a fat vegan? I have never seen a fat vegan. It's impossible to get fat eating salads. Plus, you can't eat anything half the time. You can't eat any meat, can't eat any eggs, can't eat any dairy. They're so limited. You never see a fat vegan, mate. So, if, And you'll know they're vegan because they'll tell you straight away. But if you're right now listening to this and thinking, mm, I want to lose some weight, I'll go vegan, still consider a nutritionist because you might miss Well, yeah, you'll race like shit, but you'll be lean. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be weak as piss but you'll look good on the beach basically <laughs> let me uh let me have a little look uh joe if we've got some other interesting questions yeah this is probably, by the way a pretty good one do you think that a heavier junkyard dog would have a deeper bark than a thinner one 100 percent, yeah my dog's got well fat and you should hear the bark she's ferocious now honestly do you think it's like Definitely. a lion like a little yeah it's like a lion mate and then you see her and you see this little porky little pie set at their door like She's, uh, yeah, I wonder if my mum had added on that because people think it's a Doberman instead of a Lazapu. But I think um, the moral of the story should be, um, so back in, back in 2017, I was 94 kilos. It took me about 
four months to get rid of maybe 10 kilos. And back then I did it with intermittent fasting, but I wasn't training a lot. I was just training once a day. And that's the thing about intermittent fasting. Like you, 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 you're doing something like, uh, how do you call it? Like time scheduled eating uh, in a time frame eating or something. Um, it's really hard if you train multiple times a day, because if you would train in the morning and then you wouldn't eat anything till lunch, you're going to struggle to recover. So um, I wouldn't really recommend intermittent fasting if you uh, would do uh, a lot of training. And I don't back know what in your 2017, mate, I tried to do a race at the start of the year and the uh, official didn't even let me register. Like I had to really persuade him that I was entered into race because he thought I was too fat to actually do the race. Like I, I, he said, I, yeah, into the registration queue, went into the registration queue and he said, athletes hit, uh, athletes only. So I said, I'm racing. And what? he said, he said, no, this is just for athletes, not spectators. Cause he thought it was too big. So I had a terrible 2016. Kona went terrible. Ended up walking the marathon on alley drive. Really crap. Like hated it. But I finished, mate. I got that finishers t-shirt. That's what, <laughs> that's what? what you were saying it's about. <laughs> I, uh, I no, enjoyed- don't you don't you think through social media online that um people that are getting into the sport or that are doing the sports um are getting too much influenced by fit males that are uh, that do have a great body in triathlon uh probably yeah definitely yeah I, that and race I, I tried to do by it, the way a fit body has got nothing to do with being fit well, when you see uh, when you do go to a triathlon, you're straight into it. I always thought, wow, like everyone looks super ripped here. You, put, I think, once you've been getting into it for a while, you take it for granted. But when you first come into it, you're like, then, holy shit, everyone looks like yeah, they're a Greek and, god. And that's the thing that um, looking fit doesn't necessarily mean that you're super fit. Now we've got a friend, uh, John. I think John is a pretty good experience, uh, a pretty good example. Do you think oh, he's got a Superman John. body? You didn't even give him a pseudonym. You just like outed him like on the on the podcast. <laughs> like at least we gave like Bruno like no, from Brazil. Yeah, name. yeah, but but John is a legend. John is a legend. Yeah. Call him Turbo. Um, call him Turbo. All right, we'll, we'll call him Turbo. We'll just pretend nobody heard it because he's so a bit t- of a beast. <laughs> we'll just pretend he's Turbo. So Turbo John, Turbo John, <laughs> no, just Turbo. Um, he doesn't have a Superman body, but I think he'd be. 99.9% of the age group field, wouldn't he? And if you would judge, if you would put nine males up a line, judging them by the body, you wouldn't pick him. And I think also with Blumenfeld, um, I think that would say that looking fit doesn't necessarily mean that you're super fit. No, definitely. Um, yeah, John, he was uh, up there in uh, St. George for the age groupers. He's also the fastest electrician from the Wirral. You won't get a fast one. He could, he's the world champion at that. And um, you know what they used to call, what my friend calls me at the end of the season? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. He calls me Ricky Hatton. After the famous middleweight boxer who had uh, been world champion before, but after, after he'd had a fight, he used to gain a lot of weight and used to see, I'll, I'll, have, to, we'll have, to, I'll have to find mm-hmm. a picture of him. You can post it up on the Triathlon Mockery Instagram. But he used to get really fat. And my friend used to say that in the off season, I used to get really fat. So, you know, when I was saying to you in 2017, I went to race at Challenge Salou and they didn't think I was I was competing. It was just because I was I'd had a bat shock in 2016 Kona, mate. I'd let myself go. I remember I had this pink top on, like pink tri-suit thing, looked really fat. I don't know, probably gained about eight kilos or something like that, probably pushing on nearly 90 kilos. So you can imagine you're trying to run like sub 320k mm-hmm. pace, nearly 90. You're like a wallowing, you're like a walrus, aren't you, running down the road? He kept calling me Ricky Fatten. 
um, but there is, uh, but- I think, Joe, the, the important thing is there is, uh, uh, especially because the majority, 99%, doesn't have a six bet. Nobody cares. Oh, you do it? care. But- you like when yeah, you take your top off and you're in the recovery zone. You look yeah, but like, I think good, I think is is just wrong because it's really hard to get, for example, a six pack. It doesn't have to be doesn't have to do with, for example, uh, how hard you train the abs or whatever. It's just about low uh, percentage of body fat, as well as some people have uh, uh, like the muscles really close to the skin. Uh, All right, so I've got English. a question for you. Go right. on. Then. Would you rather be a twelve hour vegan Ironman athlete? With a six pack, look, leave the vegans look, out of this, mate. All right, twelve hour Ironman athlete. You've got a six pack. You look like a Greek god. Maybe let's say fourteen hour Ironman, fourteen hour, thirteen and a half hour Ironman. You just can't swim, so you, but you're all right. You're mm-hmm. you're right on the bike and run. Or would you rather be like Turbo, not sub nine hour Ironman athlete? You're up there mixing it with the pros, catching some of the back marker pros up. Um, but you're sub well, nine, but you well, but you not got a six pack. Definitely, definitely the last one. But I think people just shouldn't be too obsessed with uh, how the body look because that's what they all see online. It's all just a uh, misperception of the reality because it's just a very, very few, and it's really hard for some people to get the last kilos of the body. And I think they would benefit from keeping the body as they have and just train harder because if you're trying to massively lose weight. You're going to pay about that in but recovery. One thing I will say is there's a lot of injuries. eating disorders in this sport, mate. Like I've been to a lot of races and I've seen how much other pro athletes eat. And a lot of them say they eat a lot of food and stuff like that. You hear it in all the articles and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've seen how much they eat. And I think a lot of them eat hardly anything, mate. Like, honestly, I think there's a lot that like compared to what I eat, I don't know, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just greedy. But I thought I was just eating a normal amount, but compared to what other people, compared when I see what some of me and the amount of training they do, I think there's a lot of people that are really worried about their weight and they don't feed themselves enough. They don't fuel themselves enough. And that's why I think a lot of people are getting these injuries that you see, you know, a lot of people are getting like mm-hmm. stress fractures, stress responses, overtraining, feeling fatigued. Like I've seen it with my own eyes. Obviously I'm not going to name any names, but like I've seen a lot of them. And I think a lot, there's a big problem in the sport at the elite end where athletes don't eat enough food. And well, even even not on the elite end, but on the age group end, because I think triathlon is one of the sports where uh, uh, that has been practiced uh, at elite level or I mean at amateur level, like very competitively. Like In what sport do you see well, someone training 10 to 20 hours a week? The, f- um, the thing is when someone goes from, say, they do, I don't know, you pick a distance, say they're running off the bike and they do a one hour 28 run off the bike or one hour 30 run in a half and they're like 83 that's kilos. Flip and quit. Let's, yeah, but let's then say they get two, hour, to like, two hour run off the bike. Oh, two no, hour. they're quicker than that. Like, And then they get to like 79 kilos and then they do it in like 127 and then they forget to like 76 and they go a little bit quicker. In their head, they keep thinking, oh, if I get a bit lighter, I'll get a bit faster. And then All there's right. obviously a certain point where like it doesn't pay off anymore and, uh, it massively negatively impacts you, but like you don't realize mm-hmm. you get to that until you get too late. And then a lot like, but there is a lot of people with that, like you say, age groupers and pros. I think some age groupers get mega like into it and they carried just, away. Uh, yeah. Almost like too intense that's, because that's what they think. Um, so many friends of mine that aren't really into the sport. They always think that I've got a specific diet. Well, they don't know the mozzarella. Like I literally eat everything I see. Um, obviously well, and the first thing, how many people have had it said when you end up saying to people that you're a triathlon, they always say a triathlete and they say, oh, I bet you have to watch what you eat, don't they? 
Yeah. You know, like not people well, always say that. Obviously, Joe, I've seen, uh, I remember the first time I was going with you in training camp, I was thinking, I need to see what this guy's doing nutrition wise, because here is where all the next percenters are. But basically, there isn't really a, a... You couldn't watch what I was doing because you're eating all my food. Honestly, <laughs> like I remember we went to New Zealand. He always laughs about it and we were splitting it in thirds. I remember me, Tom and Seb. And honestly, every time someone got up, Tom would get up and he was like a pigeon, mate. He was like literally on your shoulder, he'd walk behind you. You know, someone would follow you into the, follow you into th- the bloody kitchen and then he'd copy exactly what you would eat. Then I was thinking, else. <laughs> he has 100 grams of that, I'll have 200 grams of that. <laughs> yeah, and then he'd follow the other person into the kitchen, he'd copy that. And me and Seb, the other guy, looking at each other like, holy shit, is this guy for real? Like, he's either thinking that he definitely wants to get his money's worth with the supermarket shopping, or he can <laughs> eat for England. And the funny thing was, you actually lost weight out there, didn't you? Like, for, I, I don't know, I was thinking, what does he eat back home? Like, it's unbelievable the amount of food this guy can put away. The thing I've learned that week is basically um, there's no really a thing as a diet what you're following. It's just getting the basics right, isn't it? Like a lot of different greens, um, generally healthy stuff, but you also eat your cakes and that kind of stuff. There isn't there isn't a diet, is there? If, no, and if I went if I was going to Kona, mate, I don't think I'd share with you, but I'd be skint after that. I'd have to remortgage the house Kona, if I was getting food. Kona is quite expensive. That I would worry me, mate, if I was going to the supermarket with you there. I'd be I'd be getting I'd be having goosebumps, like thinking, Oh my god, like how much are we gonna spend? I, I, I think that's also the reason why there aren't any all inclusive hotels in Kona. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. God, if you went there, you'd definitely get your money's worth. By the way, um, Oh, let's uh, finish this uh, this um, main subject off. Finish it off. Yeah. What, what's your uh, What's your take on this, Joe? You what's are what you eat, mate. You are what you eat. If you're a vegan, you'll look like your... a lettuce. If you're a meat eater, you'll be big and strong. That's your personal opinion. Um, <laughs> what? I'm sorry, what's... I forgot you were going vegan. Uh, they're not all bad. <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, Anyway, uh, yeah, so the main, I think the main takeaway from this one is don't overcomplicate things and also keep it um, simple. Keep it simple. Like, I wouldn't advise to die. And I think if you just want to lose the weight, you just cut out the crap basically before a race, you know, four to five weeks. And then if you're, tra- if you're eating, like, don't be worried about eating more if you feel hungry, but eat good quality stuff, you know, like if you're going to snack on stuff in the evenings, fruit, you know, a bit of yogurt, some nuts, stuff like that. Don't eat like chocolate bars and like biscuits and all that. It's just and simple then, stuff, isn't it? In combination with... Was that with... food then? You've been, you've been storing it up, haven't you? Do you hear that? Like, <laughs> I heard that spoon go. I bet you've been smashing a load before you even talked to me. Yeah, I had to. I had to. Um, well, just to get him through the podcast, he needed to have a uh, he needed to have some carbs. And also, um, yeah, so don't overcomplicate things. What was I going to say? Fucking probably, probably you've been you probably need a gel, mate. You've been, it was 50 minutes you've been on here now. You must be getting nearly bonking. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Just yeah, don't, treat yourself don't overcomplicate fun, things. And also, it, exactly, if you're leading into a race a couple of months, the volume, volume will go up in combination with watching what you eat you're gonna lose some weight and and you don't want to lose 15 kilos in a short amount of time because you're gonna race absolutely shite probably and also i would say is don't be too anal about it like at the end of the day we're all doing it to have fun exactly it's the weekend and you want to go out and you want to have a beer and some food you can do do that on the weekend but obviously if you do it every night or every other night it's not going to be good but you know don't be too strict on yourself and now i uh, that's what what um Paddy the Baddy sat. We went in, didn't we? Did the he? UFC fight. Yeah. He oh, said, yeah. I'd rather be fat and happy 
than watching his diet every day and be unhappy. And of course, you need to get the basics right. But apart from that, especially if you're an age grouper, I would live it up, mate. What do you think about... Um... Oh, no, we can talk about it next week. I was going to say about that sub seven, but that's not until uh, the, a couple of weeks, is it? We'll talk about that another time, won't we? Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's talk about sub seven when it gets uh, close to that. But, Joe, I've got a little uh, question for you. It's a junkyard. Me. Yeah. It's about the junkyard dog. It's a story. One of the followers sent it in to me, and he had a question. And uh, I have to discuss this one with you, uh, how we need to qualify this one. So... The situation is as follows. It was a local sprint triathlon on Sunday, and this guy was racing. And he knew a fast guy was in there, and he knew he had the strongest run as well. So he set off in the pool for his 750-meter swim two minutes before last year's winner. He caught him up on the bike. He got caught up on the bike. With about 6K to go to, go to the finish, Henry passed him on the bike, and he said... Who passed him? his uh, competitor passed him on the bike and said to him, what have you been doing? Have you been having a picnic? (laughs) He unleashed the dog, did he? (laughs) He unleashed it. But then the guy that sent us a message said, was thinking about this. He left T2, caught him up on the run, passed him, junkyard docked at him on the run, came across the finish line first. But then he said, the guy behind me that I just passed and barked at, he started two minutes after him. So eventually the other one won. Oh. Did the junkyard dog fail or not? Um, I would say it failed. I don't know, actually. I wouldn't necessarily say it failed, actually, because um, it spurred him on, didn't it, probably? He probably did that, gained some strength. It helped him on the run. And he ha- he probably had a really good run, but he just... He just didn't cut it in the swim and the bike, did he? He was just a bit off pace compared to the other guy. But I wouldn't say it failed, would you? It's not about winning, is it, with it? You, I mean, you want to, obviously, if you do it and you win, then you look the tits, don't you? But it's a 50-50, isn't it? It's a 50-50. This is a 50-50. You could, you could see it from two different sides. The downside is that the guy taunted him first, didn't he, as well? True. How are you having a picnic? Could you imagine if you said that to Bruno? Are you having a picnic, mate? I think, but that's a shame that he didn't get him when he said that, isn't it? If, could you imagine that would really grind on you, wouldn't it? If someone said to you, "You're having a picnic," and then they still beat you. I I one time in a uh, triathlon passed someone, and then uh, like while I passed him, showed him my Garmin how how low my heart rate was, and then uh, said, "How you, you did doing? that to someone?" <laughs> yeah, you showed him how low your heart rate was. Yeah. <laughs> what did you do? take his hand and put it on your pulse or something and say feel that i'm no, not even warming up I, yet you can see like your heart rate on the garment can't it when you have a uh, was i think in my second year and we're doing this team competition and it was one of the guys from a triathlon club and i uh put it on the screen with the heart rate i said have a little look at that mate i've got much more in the tank see you later <laughs> <laughs> that was that would be hilarious if you did that someone imagine if you did that someone in a proper like competitive race could you imagine Imagine you and Gerard's Bergen, Pete Dyson, a guy who I trained with up here this past weekend. He's racing Challenge Gerard's Bergen. Imagine if you caught him up. Well, actually saying that, I think you two would be pretty similar on the swim. The bike, I think it would be a bit of a battle. He's aero, mate. You'd, I think you'd have him on the climbs. And then on the run, it would be a battle of attrition. I could imagine you two knocking it out, knocking chunks off each other. And I could just think it would be so funny if you did that to him. Like, it would be hilarious. 
Look at that heart rate. Look, Look at, at that. that heart rate, Pete. I'm sorry, but I've got loads left. <laughs> I've got so much more left in the tank. See you later. <laughs> woof, woof. Um, anyway, Joe, bullshit buster this week. I was thinking with regards to uh, losing weight, what do you think of this bullshit buster? A fat burning pill. Oh, that is definitely total bullshit. Like, you take they, a pill, boom, you're losing the kilos. If them pills work and they're legal, send them my way. I could do of losing a kilo. Basically, what these pills are, it's just a whole lot of caffeine, isn't it? Caffeine and like green tea. Yeah, and it's not even kind of much. Yeah, that is what it is when you look at the ingredients. And there's not even that much caffeine in them, is there? And they charge loads for what they are. You'd, bet, you'd be better off just having like a couple of espressos, wouldn't you? Surely yeah, that definitely. would do just as good a job and it would taste good. And this, these fat burners are always so expensive and it isn't even scientifically proven. Yet you see so many things advertised with fat burners, fat burners. I've never seen anyone who's taken them lose uh, like lose weight from it, you know. Like my partner buys them. I think it's a waste of money. Like, Why don't you tell her that? Like stop doing that. I, I, I have said it's a waste of money, but shouldn't listen to me, mate. Like, it's women, isn't it, you know? <laughs> Got a mind of their own, mate. <laughs> um, Jody, have you gotten an Instagram post of the week for me, then? Uh, the only one I can think of what came to mind was that swimming in the pool. But you you, you uh, liked Matt Russell's post, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> you did. You liked it. You wanted to do it. You wanted just, to do his post, but, didn't you? Yeah, I, 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 so uh, Matt Russell's posted up a five-minute video of his race recap of uh, a a local Olympic distance, what he did, and he won the local race first in amateurs. But I'm not sure whether he's being sarcastic and taking the piss of doing a five-and-a-half-minute video where he just annihilated every age grouper in an Olympic distance. Or I think it's motivational. And to be honest, next, I mean, I'm coming back from COVID. I'm going through rough times. I've had gastroenteritis. You'll come back from COVID. I might turn up to the Beckles Sprint Triathlon, which is in like two weeks' time, yeah, only 15 miles down the road, and I might annihilate them um, just as a confidence booster. You know, they're all working 45 hours a week, so I should have – the odds should be in my favour. Um, and, you know, you've got to celebrate the little victories, haven't you, mate? Make the most of them. Bigging <laughs> it up on social media. Everyone says you've got to sell yourself. And what better way to sell yourself than to beat a load of guys that are working 40 to 50 hours a week and they're plus- plastering it everywhere? That does feel pretty good. That does feel pretty, pretty good. Because you can sell it as a big thing. He's he's probably saying, all these guys were fierce competitors. They were training really hard. They live in the same town as me. I've seen them smashing it up Sand Hollow all, week in, week out. So they knew that. They knew that. And he also did say the day before, didn't he, that he did a massive day of training. His taper wasn't his taper for the uh, race. A swim, a bike. No, a swim, a run, a bike, and another run. Four sessions the day before. Really? He posted up. That was his taper. I um I must say I can't wait to uh, absolutely annihilate the fifteen people at my local tri uh, race and break the tape. And then you've got to sell yourself, mate, on social media. Tell them it was the most competitive but race near the Hague. Do you know what I find funny? For example, about triathlon is that you've got some very fanatic fans that follow the pro triathletes and everything that's going around in the sport. But I would say the majority, about like 70%, 80%, they don't give a shit. Like they don't care. They don't, they don't even know who is a Jan Frodeno or a Christian Blumenfeld or Lucy Charles or whatever. I remember my first 70.3 race going back to uh, May, 2017, Joe, I was, um, 
I was down at the water start and uh, Patrick Nielsen walked up to me and he said, can you uh, help me with my swim cap? Because he had that ponytail, didn't he? So he needed a yeah. little help with the uh, Did he have uh, battle braids? Uh, I don't, no, no, no. He just had all the hair and I had to help him with the swim cap. And he said, how are you doing uh, this race? And I said, well, well, it's going to be my first uh, ever triathlon. I started open water swimming this week here and I got like panic attacks from uh, the open water. So I'm not sure how it's going to go today. And he said, really, it's your first one. Well, good luck. I said, yeah, what about you, mate? Well, how, how are you getting along? And he said, well, I'm the defending champion. And I was like, holy crap, this guy's a big deal. <laughs> but then after the race, like I, in the end, I couldn't really give a shit. And then after the race, my friend was like, mate, Jan Frodeno was in that race. And I was like, Jan who? So I didn't really. Uh, um, Janice Frodeno? Like, Janice, Janice <laughs> Where's she? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have no clue. And. Till about seven months in, I didn't really care about any of that until I really got hooked onto uh, the sports. And I saw that as well during the uh, uh, World Championships afterwards. I saw Daniela Reeve and uh, uh, Christian Blumenfeld giving out medals to everyone that's coming in after like 16 hours, you know, when they're uh, finishing the race. And these people just got the medals. And I think eight out of 10 of them just thought they were volunteers and like didn't even say anything and, and just walked past them. Whereas you wouldn't see any of this in football for example everyone knows who a messi is everyone knows who a ronaldo is yeah but a lot of footballers though i wouldn't know who they are like in the england team true if i saw them walking down norwich i honestly don't even know the true. name of like the midfielders in england football team same same for like the backpack pro triathletes i was actually about- saying that i saw virgil van dyke when i was in dubai in the gym and i didn't even know who the hell he was and i had to say to one of the other guys who is he because they were getting pictures me and sam proctor in there and they said what you don't know who he is and we said, haven't got a clue. And um, they said, he's one of the best players in the world. He plays for Liverpool. And we were, oh, right. Like, I didn't, I would not have had a clue who he was, like, I when he was there. But this sometimes make me, uh, but still, a Ronaldo or Messi. If you, a Ronaldo, if you, don't, you know Ronaldo. Everyone knows Ronaldo, don't they? Exactly. Even if you don't like football, you know who he is. Whereas in the sport, you can even like the sport, yet not even know who, who. Yeah, but Ronaldo and Messi are, are like two of the most famous sportsmen in the world of all time. Yeah, but still, what I'm trying to say is, it's funny that in triathlon, that the majority... Oh, yeah, the majority um, don't know who they are. So coming back to last week's point about DNFing or thinking about, I need to perform, because in my first year as a pro, I was thinking, I need to perform, I need to perform. Now I'm thinking, like, people actually don't really give a shit if you come in fifth or twelfth in the end. No, probably not. So, Joe, I've got a solution for the intentional DNF. So not the unintentional ones, for example, mechanic, crash, or uh, um, really, really... What about if you're saving yourself for something like Sandhalo Olympic triathlon? (laughs) Like, what about if I was to say, do like... Remember remember the bullshit... Remember the bullshit buster we had in one of the first uh, episodes? There's no then, such thing as an A race, B race, C race kind of bullshit. They're all races. If you're on the they're start all, line, they're all A races. A race is a race. So if you want to So DNF, you can't criticize. That means from that rule then, you can't criticize Matt then, can you? Because a race is a race. He's on the start line. Like yeah, this is the, every race yeah, is the world champion. That's not how I criticize it. I just yeah. find it funny that he did a five and a half minute race report about a local sprint try. Christian Blumenfeld didn't even do 30 seconds on getting the world title. Yeah, but 
Sand Hollow Olympic triathlon's a bit bigger than St. George. It's different. Like, it hits Sand different. Hollow Olympic triathlon has been on every year for the last 20 years, whereas the Ironman World Champs in St. George was a one-off. You're totally right. That one hits yeah. different. But anyway, if you want a DNF in a race, you need to do the following. At first, you need to apologize to the volunteers, and then you need to go up to Messick, and Messick is uh, the owner of Ironman, isn't he? Uh, like the, uh, the head of. And... You need to go in front of the judge. He's the judge. And he's going to look how you DNF, what was the reason. And he's going to sentence you to cooking meal for the volunteers at the uh, after party for DNFing. So that would be for a pro. That would be for a pro, yeah. Yeah. Or you could just pick the scaffold, help and pack away the scaffold and afterwards or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks, mate. I'll see you next week. See ya.